Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts and leave a five-star review. I am Mario Taravasi. This is Greg Boyson and Jay Zawaski, And this is the brand new CHGO Blackhawks podcast on the CHGO Sports Network. Excited to be here. Day one. New era of uh, Blackhawks hockey, new era of sports media in Chicago. Really excited to be with these guys. A top-notch group that we've, uh, we've put together here that the CHGO team has put together. Cannot say uh, more great things uh, about everything that we got going on here. It's been a great day seeing all the podcasts, all the new shows, Cubs, Sox, Bears. We got Bulls coming on later tonight. Great stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. You guys, you guys ready for the the new era? Yeah, this has been great. This is <laughs> I don't think I've used the word surreal as much as I have in the last <laughs> two days. But man, the energy that's been in this building the last two days it's it's incredible. Never felt anything like it. And you know, let's do it. Let's let's get this going. Yeah, just walking around this building and feeling the energy from everybody here. Everybody's got huge grins on her face. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having fun. So uh, yeah, it's you mentioned it. It's a cool time to start. Right as the Blackhawks are rebuilding, we're building this thing here, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, and and a point Greg has made uh, throughout this process, as as we've kind of been been building up to this point, getting to this first Blackhawks show, is that you know the Blackhawks are 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 getting to a new a new level in in the team's history now, a new era. They're they're beyond the one goal era now. It's the Kyle Davidson era, whatever we want to call that at some point but uh maybe it's the wunderkind area something like sure. that but um you know we're, we're we're getting in here on on the ground floor and we're we're starting with a a new blackhawks team this is a new uh a new blackhawks podcast uh a new network it's you know it's it's a great way to to kind of build things up and um i think the the, the team we got assembled here is uh, is pretty top notch obviously uh jay you're uh you're very well known in the uh, in the Blackhawks world. So, I mean, I'm for people infamous. for people who are for people who are new, it's more than famous. For people who are new, Jay, um, <laughs> I guess you know, kind of give a little bit about yourself and what got you here. Yeah, so uh, I started my career at 670 The Score, uh, 21 years there. I'm at WBBM News Radio now, but you know, I was at The Score since 2001, and then the Hawks got good. And they kind of looked around and said, we haven't really had to talk about hockey since the inception of the station. Does anyone here know anything about the Hawks? And I raised my hand and then kind of became the hockey guy. I was on the air for all three Stanley Cup victories. Um, ended up writing a book a couple of years ago called The Big 50. Um, yeah, it's been kind of a wild ride. And then the Madhouse podcast we launched seven years ago. And now the listeners of that feed are now CHGO Blackhawks listeners. And uh, we welcome them. Obviously, welcome anybody new. And uh, I, we should probably address uh, the James DeVoe situation, um, who is my partner for seven yeah. years, one of my best friends in the world. Um, 
things happen in business and the plan was for James to be part of things here. Um, and it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It was not allowed to happen. There's, you know, when big companies are involved, they get concerns and things like that. So, um, he will not be part of this on a regular basis, which is really sad for me. I mean, super close friend and mm -hmm. a guy who I sort of handpicked to say, Hey, let's do this thing together seven years ago. But, uh, James is always there. He's ever present talking yeah. about hockey and, uh, make sure you keep supporting his work. And I'm sure we'll hear from him oh, now yeah. and again. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I don't want to speak for Greg, but like we both were looking forward to, to work with James. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah, like you said, things happen. So, um, going to be missing him but we'll have to cross paths at some point yeah down for the sure road. he'll 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 continue his his hawks covers that he's been doing and um he's been doing a great job and the uh, other thing too is yeah. my amazing timing is i'm going out i'm going to florida for a while <laughs> <laughs> so i'm here for launch day which you're, is awesome you're gonna miss uh 65 degrees this weekend it's 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 a big time in chicago well it's gonna be 85 in florida so that's a good point i'll take that so <laughs> i'll be yeah yeah so you know I'll be back in a while. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I look forward. I look forward to the tweet. Jay Zawaski, comma Florida man. <laughs> Florida, Florida man. man yeah, <laughs> just me all sunburn. <laughs> you know, with like the sh the sh ooh, oh, look at that rookie move with the shades, like all uh, all yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. me at the beach. Is no one wants that. It's not not something anyone wants to see. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jay. I mean, you've been you've been someone that's uh, you know been a, a big voice in in the Blackhawks world for for a long time. Um, me and Greg are kind of coming coming up. Like uh, Greg earlier today, you put it a, a pretty good way that you're kind of getting your first call up to the big leagues to put into a, a hockey term, um, getting sure. the getting the recall to the to the <laughs> NHL coverage here. And yeah, I mean, you you and I have kind of come up in the same in the same realms, and um, now we're here. So yeah, I guess introduce yourselves to the CHGO yeah, uh, audience. Definitely feels like uh, I know uh, um, a lot of you guys probably know me from my AHL coverage with the hockey writers the last few years. Now I know what it's like to be one of those kids in the AHL. I'm not a kid, but <laughs> I know what it's like to get that call like, hey, you're going up to the big time because as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't get any bigger than sitting right here right now with, with you guys and being a part of this group. So I've got those like first game jitters, but you know what? We're over the boards. We're on the ice. Let's, let's make it happen. And, uh, you know, for those of you who've never been pissed off by something on one of my takes on Twitter. Welcome. I'm sure it'll happen again <laughs> at some point. I'm the, guy, I'm the guy that will usually say something that goes, what in the crap is he talking about? But, uh, you know, I had some great years with the hockey writers. Uh, before that, you may remember me from my days at Second City Hockey, taking that great site over from, from uh, a great group of writers that had it before me. Very unconventional route. Um, a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, a lot of drives to Rockford and back, and uh, the payoff is, is sitting in, in this very comfortable chair right now, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled and, and to have two guys that, you know, I've considered friends and colleagues for a long time. I've got mad respect for both of you guys, and to have you guys as, as a team here, this is a scoring line right here. This is top line as far as Blackhawks coverage in Chicago, and I'm ready to go. I don't know about the speed, though. No, no, we're definitely, we're, we are <laughs> yeah. clogging, you and I are clogging the neutral zone and Mario's picking up the guys that get by yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know how many. Uh, we're the two big guys stay from, back. The, from the yeah. original Nintendo ice hockey, we're the two well, big you need, guys. Well, you yeah. need two, two fats and a skinny, right? For, That's for, what you need for the great beards out there, we're the, uh, we're the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I can only turn left, so I got to play right wing and then just circle back. Two fats that and works. a skinny. And come That's back around. Yeah. Works for me, yeah. As long, if you guys want to go into the corners, <laughs> that's, that's fine I can go me. in the corners. I don't know if I'm coming out of it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, and to echo Greg's, uh, you know, Greg's path is, mine's pretty similar, not not super traditional. Um, gone, gone through a, a number of uh, different sites covering the Blackhawks over the years. Um, I had a cup of coffee with Second City back in the day, um, you know, worked with, uh, with, with the rink. Uh, shout out to those guys uh, for a number of years, and then was just recently with uh, Bleacher Nation launching their Blackhawks uh, coverage this past year. Um, that was a, a great experience, uh, but uh, would not want to be anywhere but right here in these chairs with these, with, with you guys. And um, starting this up with CHGO, it's uh, an incredible opportunity, incredible team, and very excited to uh, to get into it. And like we like we said, Kyle Davison era. It yeah, started, here we go. It started on, officially started on Tuesday. It started kind of back in October, but officially on Tuesday, named the GM uh, after the rigorous search to find the new uh, Blackhawks general manager. And already today, 
making some moves. So, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued at what, uh, what young Kyle can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm really encouraged by just how definitive and aggressive he's been. Even when he got the interim role, he started making some moves. Mm -hmm. Got Alex Nealander out for Sam Lafferty, obviously identifying the toughness as an issue. Mm -hmm. um, today gets rid of two longtime scouts, uh, which was probably a little bit overdue. Right. Right. Uh, so if you're going to rebuild this thing on the ice, you've got to do it off the ice, too. And, you know, as we were doing our kind of rehearsal show last night, we talked about how, you know, from the press conference on, there was no there was he was not mush mouth in it. He was saying we're rebuilding. Mm -hmm. This is a rebuild. And Bowman would never go that far. He would say, oh, you know, we can we feel like we can do these things on the fly or. Youth and even movements. two years ago, we're going to have young guys. We're going to supplement with veterans. Davidson's saying this is a rebuild, and it might take up to five years. But I said, if they're legitimate cup contenders in five years, then he's done his job. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is, like, being one of the biggest things that, that the team, the organization has been doing in the last couple of months has been hammering home transparency. Mm -hmm. It's not something we got with the last regime, obviously, um, but well, they tried that one summer. Remember when Sam Bowen did the media tour? Yes, he that just is, like talked to everybody. True. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, um, the worst summer of his life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the you know the 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 ability to come out and say this is going to be a rebuild. It's going to be three years, four years, five years, whatever it needs to be to be a legitimate contender. I think that that's something that to bring in fans that may have been pushed away in the last couple of months, last few years, that's what you got to do. You got to be able to bring in those fans and say, hey, here's our plan. Come along with us. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things that that this new front office, as they assemble it, that's one of their biggest goals is to keep the fans engaged. Well, I, I think the benefit of transparency is there's no surprises. He mentioned that too with Taves and Kane, which I'm sure we'll get to, mm -hmm. is they don't want to surprise those guys with what's going on either. But just anecdotally, going through my timeline, I didn't see anyone mad about a rebuild. No one's saying, I will not tolerate a rebuild. Most people say, it's about damn time. Right. It's so overdue, and fans get it. And I think when you look at the landscape of the rest of Chicago sports, you've got the Cubs who proved rebuilding from scratch works. The White Sox, similar, they haven't won a World Series, but they've got as good a chance they're, as any young team in the league, right? Yeah. They're a contender. So it might work for them too, even the Bulls to some extent, you know. And, the Bulls and, have go through a ton of changes. Yeah, so fans have seen like, okay, patience in a rebuild can pay off. Anyone who's watched the Hawks over the last few years knows it's well overdue. So I, I, I'm I'm very pleased by the reaction I've seen from fans because they seem to get it. They seem to really understand what this team needs, and it's it's not just filling in veterans here and there. That's not going to help. Yeah, we we got the benefit of of really smart fans here in Chicago. Yeah. And they know when they're being lied to and they don't tolerate <laughs> when they're being lied to. So like, I think fans the last three, four years have known, come on, this isn't working. This isn't going anywhere. Why are we trying to pretend that we're just a goaltender and a defenseman mm -hmm. away from contending? But the, stop putting the lipstick on the pig and let's do this. Yeah. You know, that's it's. So as long as you're honest and upfront with the fan base, the fan base will stick through it and, and, get that payoff at the end. There's a lot to be said about getting in early, getting in on the ground floor, as we've talked about, but that process of, of learning about these young players from draft day and watching their maturity through juniors, through the AHL, then they get to the NHL, and then they get, you get that payoff of them being the player you've been hoping for. Man, nothing beat that feeling, that 2010 Cup. You know, uh, I know I can speak for you. You know, we're Cub fans. And that 2016, there was nothing beat that because you mm -hmm. invested so much time, so much energy and, and effort, and then the payoff. So fans will buy in yeah. as long as you tell them what they're buying into and you don't jerk them around. Mm -hmm. The diehards aren't going anywhere. Well, th I just I always think back to and Mario. I don't know if you're a Sox or a Cubs fan or baseball fan at all. I like baseball when okay. it's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, opening day and I like Fourth of July. That's baseball, and then when it's October. Uh, if it's good baseball, I'll watch it. Yeah, I just think back to, though, when the Cubs were rebuilding and Chris Bryant was in the minors of the Fall League, and every now and again you'd see a cell phone video of a Chris Bryant hitting a home run, and it was like, <laughs> oh, that's coming. That's on the way. And then 
he pans out, and then there's the Rizzo. Like, that whole buildup, you do invest, mm-hmm. and you feel part of it. And I think, you know, the Hawks bandwagon grew from the 2010s, but there's a lot of people that are Hawks fans for life because of that. Right. So they're gonna now they're gonna fully witness a full rebuild, and hopefully, Kyle Davidson does things correctly and gets them back to contention. Um, you've got some nice young pieces. I don't know if you have any superstar types. I guess to it would probably be the closest thing. Right. But e- but I mean, even he's now what twenty four. Yeah. Like not to say that that's old. It's at, not old at all. But he's twenty nine when you're ready to win again. Right. Uh, exactly. So it's like you you know he you have him as a cornerstone to build around, but you know it's it's not he's he's not the the twenty year old coming up. He's he's already here. He's arrived as you know one of the legit stars of this team. He's twenty four years old. He's like you said. He's going to be reaching 30 almost when you're considering that timeline that's when they're going to be contending so it's like you you have to get a lot of those you know top stars those top prospects into the organization which they really don't have right now outside of basically Lucas Reichel yeah and who knows how what he projects to be because even when he was drafted that at that time it felt like an overdraft right Mm -hmm. it was another Sam Bowman like uh this is probably six or seven spots too soon for that guy. Kirby Doc was ish. I don't know if anyone yeah. really saw him as the third prospect. You well, know, he was around there. Yeah, but that draft class was really interesting because after after Jack Hughes and and Capo Caco, yeah, it was you know it was open game Take on your pick, anybody, right? basically. Um, and yeah, you know, with Kirby Doc, it was a little bit of a surprise. But I mean, like I said, like three through nine was like roll the dice. You can get anybody yeah. that's probably going to be good for that spot. Well, so you, you kind of brought it there, you know, as we're talking about rebuilding and, and bringing in prospects and picks and the things you need to do that. <laughs> There's going to be some tough things to that Kyle Davidson is going to have to do, some really difficult emotional moves to make. And we, I think we're very focused on Kane and Taves. But you're right. Alex DeBrinkett will be 28, 29 when they're ready to win. Is that the guy who's going to bring you the most return right now? You've got to consider these things. And, and as yeah. painful as it would be as a Hawks fan to see that guy go and go score 50 somewhere else, which I think is which very could, likely. Yeah, it could be um, possible. I, you got to think about that. And I don't know. I'm glad I'm not the GM because I'm not ready to make that call yet <laughs> on whether or not you should trade to Brinkett. But there's not a person on the roster I'm not at least taking a call on. Absolutely. Exactly. Everybody, you need to listen, answer every phone call. And yep. Listen, this is one of the debates I've had for two, three weeks on Twitter now. Uh, the, the idea that anybody on this franchise is untouchable. No, you don't want to trade an Alex to brink it, but if someone's going to give you the farm, you got to yeah. at least listen. Right. And, and you, this franchise needs assets. It needs draft picks. It needs prospects, good prospects, mm-hmm. not maybe bottom nine player prospects. You need dynamic talent and in a hurry. And if he's the guy that gets you, you have to consider it. Uh, one of the arguments I've had for the past couple of weeks is I, I don't understand the mentality of that. Brendan Hagel is untouchable. You can't trade him for anything. I'm not saying trade Brendan Hagel. I like him. Just but, to do it, right. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, there's an, if, the tr- if there's a write-off, if someone's willing to give you a first-round pick and a prospect for him, you should probably take that. I would think so. I mean, let's, I mean, I love Brendan Hagel. He's a great kid, great player. I know he's the type of player that Chicago Blackhawk fans love the most. Right. Can we aim higher than Brendan Hagel? <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, well, no, no, no offense, but let's shoot a little higher. Our first CHGO shirt should be like just a long qualifier about Brandon Hagel. Obviously, we love Brandon Hagel, but he's a really good player and brings a lot of team. However, it is a rebuild and and then turn around. And then turn around, yeah. You need to consider trading. No one is untouchable. I think, you know, and we could just, before every show, we just stand in front of the camera and turn around. And then, okay. And that's a good segue to remind everybody that they can get a free shirt when they sign up to be a uh, member here at CHGO Chicago. Get yourself a free shirt. Get yourself that awesome logo you're seeing right there. You can get that Mm -hmm. on a great T-shirt. Wear it around the city, uh, you know, and people can yell at you. Like, oh, that's the guy that wants to trade Brendan Hagel. But whatever. (laughs) Whatever reaction you get, you're getting a reaction. Screw those guys. Perfect segue. Though that shirt would probably cost twice as much for all the... Yeah, right, 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 right. Have to Limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it'll be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with Hagel, it's, you know, he has the the time ahead of him to grow into, you know, his, his ceiling. But it's like, is that ceiling the second line wing player who's versatile? That's great. But that's not a guy who you ride to a Stanley Cup. That's a guy who is right. a complimentary, complimentary piece. piece. And you're not, the Blackhawks are not in a position to be 
holding on to dear life for complementary pieces. A game I like to play is where would this guy play on the 2010 or 2013 mm. Blackhawks? What would be Brandon Hagel's role on that team? Is he Bickle? He'd be a is slightly, he Versteeg? He'd be a better He's, Adam Birch. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I mean, I'd, I'd slot him a little bit higher than that. I mean, it, I think he'd be, he, he'd be Chris Versteeg. Yeah, Chris Versteeg. I, think, I think he'd be, you know, 2015 Versteeg. And what's, uh, what is the ceiling for Hagel, too? Like, how much more growth does Brandon Hagel have in his game? Mm-hmm. And maybe he's got some. Maybe he'd be let, – let's, let's play a game here. Is he a 50-point guy at any point in his career? Maybe. I mean, I feel like that's, that, is, that is ceiling. that's maxing out for him, I think. Right, because he's he's flirting with a 50 point pace this year. Right. So I think when he's when he's playing on a team in a more prominent role on a bad team, he gets the opportunities to put up points. You put him with a team that's going to be contending that has probably some more top end talent yep. than than he provides. Then, yeah, his ice time decreases and his production decreases. So, if yeah, he, I mean, if he's playing Versteeg minutes. Exactly. Yeah. If he's, not, of, if he's not playing 18 minutes a night, if he's right. playing 15 and a half, 14, whatever it is, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, he's not going to reach 50. Um, but so, yeah, I mean. It, but again, like, we love Brandon full, Hagel. Full disclosure. We all Don't love Brandon Hagel. Just want him to go. <laughs> I cannot be more clear about this. <laughs> but you have to listen on everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody. There's a, and, and, and that, you know, includes Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Yep. And their futures are as uncertain as I think they've ever been with this team. And they, they're both under contract through next season. On July 13th, they're eligible for contract extensions. And every day that goes by after July 13th that they don't have an extension, the questions are going to be constant and they're going to be heavy to, to Taze, to Kane, to Davidson, to whoever's the head coach at that time. It's going to be... What's happening with these two guys? What's their future? What's the plan for them? And like Davidson said, there's going to be no surprises for them. And both of these guys both want to play their entire careers in Chicago. But at what point does does the scale tip to we need to look at this more as a business yeah. than as, you know. Do you ever get the feeling the, the that Thieves might just retire after this contract? Should. I think I th- with his <laughs> with his health and you know another concussion that he's just cu- just just came off with yeah. last night's game. I mean, you got to start thinking how many games does he have left? Not 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 seasons, not years. How yeah, many games. games does he have? And left? he sort of said it. Was it before the game yesterday where yeah. he was saying, "I got to get my body, my body's got to catch up," and he just mm-hmm. hasn't really found that pace. And there's you've seen a gradual incline to his game. He starts looking like Jonathan Taves a little bit, and there's mm-hmm. those flashes here and there. But he's just, I don't know if he'll ever be that guy again. And like you said, when you look at the concussion history and whatever else he's going through, yeah, I don't know if he even had, and to say this about Jonathan Taves, who's one of the most motivated hockey players I've ever seen, does he have the motivation to sign with another team, sign another deal, deal with his body, worry about concussions, there's nothing more for him to accomplish. No. Right? Three cups, everything he's everything he's accomplished. I don't know. I just don't know how much he values. I mean, obviously he values his health. He took a whole year off last year to address it. Yeah. But does he want to keep going? I wonder. I think Kane's got probably three or four years left of still really good hockey. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy you can keep around for a while on a, on a contender, and he'll be a contributor. I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I see Taves sign another deal in, in his career. I don't know. It's 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 a difficult uh, situation to navigate, that's, and that's going to be for Kyle Davidson to kind of figure out. Uh, we got a question here from Matt. What are you guys going to get for Taves? I'm sorry, I do not have good good vision to see that. <laughs> what are you going to get for Taves? I mean, I don't know. It depends on it depends on when you try to deal him because if you deal him on his current contract he's yeah. not a 10 million dollar player whatsoever no that's there, tough there will have to be so some you're, serious con- salary retention so you're to get yeah you're retaining salary him. or you're taking back bad money right or you're looking at a deal at next year's deadline mm-hmm. when a lot of that contract is gone and then you can you take like at the deadline ahead of a free agent deal i should look into this 
can you take salary back for just what remains of the year? I think so, right? You could take up to 50%. Yeah, yeah, 50%, so if, yeah. Yeah, so if 50% of what remains, right, that's not a hard pill for teams to swallow. million or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, in um, actual dollars. Yeah, right? I mean, obviously. Not the, fake salary cap money. <laughs> yeah. His trade value is not what it would have been, you know, even two years ago. Kane's obviously the guy that would bring in a heck of a lot more in the mm-hmm. if you're going to go down that route. Um yeah, that is a good question. What would you get for Taves? Uh, I my advice would be have very low expectations yeah, <laughs> of right. a return for, for nineteen. This is a shame when you think about everything he's accomplished and what he means to this franchise. But that's the reality of the situation right now. Right, and and what you know, a team that's going to be acquiring Jonathan Taves are they're not acquiring him to be, you know, the Jonathan Taves that he's been in Chicago, where he's he's the captain, he's the face of the front. You're likely going to be operating with a team that's going to take him in to be a role player at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, you're not shoveling out top prospects, top picks for guys who will essentially be playing role player, you know. Yeah, position. he's at this point he's a face-off winner, a two-way forward. Probably, he's Antoine Vermette. Yeah, probably plays on your right? penalty kill. Yeah. yeah. You know. And the, you know, we got a super chat on Oh yeah. Super, super chat. chat from Jake. I know that guy. What are you? Can you read it, please? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, the hat trick was fun. Yeah, I know it's recent, but I mean that's probably the that best. That's pretty good. That's probably the best moment. That's a so good far. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I do. Uh, think back to when he flattened Patrick Line. That was that was fun. That was pretty nice. Not 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 that I I totally love, you know. People pummeling each other in the in the head. Yeah, I know that's, that's sacrilegious with, with <laughs> hockey with the with the purists, but um, but yeah, that 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 fight was, you know, he's he's a rookie, he's taking on a a, a big star in Patrick Laine, and on on home ice, drops him, gets the crowd going. Like that's that was that was the that was the time that Brandon Hagel really like established himself with like, hey, I'm I'm here to 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 stay here for a while. Yeah, I think that's that's the moment when a lot of Blackhawk fans fell in love. with yeah, mm-hmm. that's you know we got an Andrew Shaw bobblehead right here, but you know those are the guys that traditionally the 300 level fans love. They love that grindy. Mm-hmm. I'll score a goal, but I'd rather punch you in the face kind of guy. And yeah, that, I think that was the moment that the majority of the fan base said, "Okay, yeah, we can keep this guy. We, Let's not trade him for anything." Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know Chicago fans in general relate to hard nosed players in every sport, but um, what's a city by the way that doesn't? That like, doesn't? Nah, like, we don't like players like that. We're from this city. We like dainty guys. Vegas. We like redeemed verbata types <laughs> that play on the edge and don't take hits. Vegas. But, I mean, you LA? know, But, hey, you're right. And to me, it's hard. It's not really a moment, but it's realizing, oh, this is not just another guy mm-hmm. of the, James and I call it the fourth line farm, where you just pull a guy out, and there's right, Tanner yeah. Caro, and there's this, this and that guy. Mm-hmm. When you realize Hagel was more than that, and it was kind of like it took all season, like well that's not real. I, I, I still I'm still not sure. You know, last year, and then he comes in this year and just picks up right where he left off, and now they're getting offers for first rounders first and a round prospect. Plus, yeah, yeah. If you if <laughs> a year and a half ago you asked me that, I'd laugh in your face. You know, right? Like, oh yeah, they're gonna get this offer and say no. <laughs> yeah, like what? And be and and be thinking <laughs> twice about it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's pretty pretty insane progressive considering. You know, two years ago he was he was down in Rockford and not even top line player there. Right now he's well, and the, and you know who's kicking themselves are the Sabers. They picked him in the sixth round and then didn't sign him. Yeah, and now here he is, you know, playing prominent minutes with the Blackhawks, making a name for himself, and yeah, well, that's <laughs> garnering re- first round picks. Sorry, yeah. revenge for the Alex Nylander trade. Take that, Sabers. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> yeah, it's the least you could do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even. But the, the yeah. similarities to Shaw too are are striking to me. And they always have been because I'm trying to remember Shaw got called up the same game as another prospect. Was it maybe Ryan Stanton? Like one of the, like a decent level defensive prospect. And that was the story that night. And it's like, ah, oh, Shaw's kind of a fourth line grinding yeah. guy and came in and immediately stole people's hearts and yeah. never went back down again. You know, Hagel, because Hagel didn't play the first game of last year. No. He was a healthy scratch and came in. And just never let go of that job. The similarities between those two are, they're they're they happen a lot. Yeah, and I just I love the way both guys play. 
And again, <laughs> we're not. The disclaimer. We, we love him. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 put the disclaimer out there. Um, but yeah, it's his, his ascent has been cool. And, you know, whoever the scout was that discovered him, don't fire that guy. Yeah. Leave, <laughs> leave, leave them. Clone on the, him. On the yeah. Right. right. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, and that's, and that's kind of where the Blackhawks are at right now is that you're going to get guys like Brandon Hagel who are going to come up through the system and kind of make a name for themselves. And those are the guys you got to be excited for. Right. Because you're, you're getting to a trade deadline where, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is, is, is on the block. Dylan Strom is on the block. Dominic Kubelik is on the block. Calvin DeHaan. Anyone not nailed down to the floor is, is, is on the trade block, and they have – what two and a half weeks to figure it out? Yeah. So it's it's a time where you know you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of change in the next two weeks with this roster, and you're gonna see a lot of new faces, young faces, hopefully, uh, that are gonna be filling those roster spots for the final month and a half of the season, and it's gonna be like okay, wins and losses don't matter now. Who? What is the development of player X Y Z in these last few games? What are we seeing out of these young guys? And I think you know it's it's. There's not too many stars that are going to be coming up, but these are guys that are going to be coming through that, like, hey, these might be some complimentary players that will be here in a few years that will be part of these successful teams. So I think that's an exciting aspect that the the team has right now. Well, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to after the deadline. If, you know, I think we all expect Calvin DeHaan will go, right? And maybe a couple – I don't know what the deal is with Jake McCabe. I like him. He He, he he does his job, but I just – what's he – I don't know what he provides for the next for this team in particular. Right. He's probably way more valuable to most other teams in the league. Maybe you can get something back for him. But I think I th- the problem with McCabe is his contract yeah. and his output this season. This has not been one of his good seasons. No, it's been tough. And year he's, for on him. A, he's on a he's on a four million dollar contract with what three more seasons after this year. I just but when they signed him, that was considered a really good deal. Yeah, like no he, one thought the Hawks overpaid, and that's a rarity. Right, and he was, <laughs> but he was coming off, you know, he was coming off an injury. But p- prior to being injured, he had a short sample size with Buffalo yep. that was like, hey, he's playing one of his best defensive years of of his career, and then he, you know, he has a knee injury. So yeah, it wasn't. It was thought of, you know, at least I thought for sure. I was like, wow, Jake, we got Jake McCabe for you know a, a considerable contract. Like that's going to be pretty good pairing him with Connor Murphy that's a shutdown line and it's been anything but this year right well I want to see though um these guys that get called up like Isaac Phillips and Regula and Kalanick's got to come back up and you you got to figure out what you have and what you have already Mm -hmm. right the guys who are in the organization who of these are NHL players and I'm not convinced any of them are I'm also not convinced any of them are not. I just don't know yet. Right. You know, and, and I think Kalnick's a good example of a guy who we all penciled in in the top six this year, and he's barely had a sniff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Isaac Phillips comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And there, there's a yeah. lot of guys who have like, oh, okay, he's a little better than I thought. Yeah, they, got, they got some really good defense. They got a whole bunch of, of NHL caliber defensemen in Rockford. I right. Mean, I've been able to watch a lot of them the last two seasons. Phillips, he did come out of nowhere, and I love this kid. I think he's going to be uh, a solid player. He's going to be a fan favorite. Uh, he's just a likable kid, but then he has no problem, you know, doing the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was a kid that was supposed to play juniors last year, but then because of the pandemic, got to play in the AHL and got an entry level contract like three weeks later. Um, so you mentioned Kalnick. You know, you still got Ian Mitchell, who's been really good on the power play in Rockford. Galvis, um, Bodan. Gal- mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody forgets about Bodan. He's a first-round pick, and yeah. they're taking their time with him. I don't want to say he's falling out of favor, but, um, you know, he's he's they got some solid guys down there. So, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. This is the time. If you trade a, a DeHaan, you trade a McCabe, you create opportunity for these guys, and let's start rotating them in, and not for one game. Let the guy, if he plays good, let him go until he needs a, a, a break. Uh, now is the time to find out these last 27 games. Mm-hmm. Eight games. Um, it's time to let there's there's a lot of guys that and, and on the Rockford Ice Hogs roster that are maybe NHL guys, maybe not. This is the time to find out where you got, and then you can reevaluate this summer and figure out if they're the guys you're going to keep around for this, or you're going to look elsewhere. Well, I know we're going to get into the Duncan Keith extravaganza last night, 
Um, but it leads me to a guy who I find like not a lot of people talk about Caleb Jones, mm-hmm. who's seen his ice time go up, who's had good moments and bad moments. What do you guys make of him? I, I don't really, I still, despite how much he's played, I'm not really sure what I've determined about his game yet. You, you can see the skill set there, but the consistency has been an issue, but he's young. I don't know, where are you guys at on Jones in, in terms of uh, Caleb Jones, in terms Caleb of Jones, as a yeah. future piece? I, uh, I'm i kind of in the same boat. Like, I like what I see some nights, and then some nights I'm like, like you know, but that's a young defenseman. Yep. That's what you're going to get out of a, a young defenseman on a, on a nightly basis is inconsistency. But when he is at the top of his game, he's definitely, a, at the very least, a, th- a quality third-pairing defenseman. Mm-hmm. He's not a superstar by any means, but, you know, if you go by what, you know, Blackhawks Twitter says he's terrible and shouldn't play. but Same with know, Seth. Right, exactly. If you go by Blackhawks <laughs> right, Twitter. Right, anybody named Jones, get him out of here. But, um, no, I think there's definitely – that's definitely the guy that you, you need to give uh, extended look to. And this is his, his time to show if he's got it or not because right now, wins and losses. As you said, wins and losses don't matter from here on out. Now is your time to prove you deserve to be in the NHL. And just let him go with it. Give him the big minutes. Give him an expanded role. Who cares what the end result is? We need to see that development. He's, he's, I think he could be a guy moving forward to be in the lineup. Seems like the more he plays, the better he plays. Absolutely. I think the in and out of the lineup thing was not great for him. And another name you mentioned, Dylan Strom, kind of the same deal. When you give them consistent games, they you get to play them in the right situation. Yeah. That too. What do yeah. players in – to succeed it's crazy how that works out <laughs> weird right yeah i know yeah. it's it's insane well yeah i mean Caleb Jones, he's a he's a restricted free agent this summer he's cheap he's 24 years old i i, I mean i don't see the harm in giving him an, an extended look um but i think i don't know I, I think we've kind of seen he's played over 100 games in the nhl now he's been with edmonton he's you know he's here in chicago he hasn't really solidified himself in a position here in chicago I don't know. I'm I'm more inclined to give a guy like like Jakob Galvis more more ice mm-hmm. time, more of a look. Alec Regula giving giving him more of a look. Um, getting Ian Mitchell back up here. He's been doing really good in the minors this year. Now that he hasn't been you know thrust into a, a top a top four role right out of college, um, you know taking his time in development, he's become a little bit more of a well-rounded player, and we're seeing it with 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 what he's been doing in, in the minors this year. I, I'm more inclined to give him, him some more ice time. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the Caleb Jones thing, um, it was, it was great to get him as a extra piece in the Duncan Keith trade. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I really don't, I don't see too much more of him with Chicago beyond this year, but again, he's cheap. It's, you know, he's young. It can't hurt, but I'm more inclined to give some of these, these prospects more of a, more of a look than them. Chad has a good question for you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, I just got the chills. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, when Derek King first got hired, I didn't think he was a long-term answer. Uh, but now that the direction has changed, I think he's a, a, a Perfect coach for this type of situation. He's going to be uh, affordable. I mean, that's obviously anything that goes into these things. But he knows these young guys. He's been working with them in Rockford for three seasons. He's really good at, at working and developing young players. Look at all the guys in the last two seasons that have played for him in Rockford that have come up and produced in in, in Chicago. Hagel played under him, you know, Entwistle. A lot of these young defensemen have played. for. So there's some familiarity there. And, you know, this team isn't ready to compete. So why go out and get the, the, the primetime coach? Why go out and, and get a Tortorella or a Mike Babcock? I'm not saying we ever should get any of those two guys, <laughs> but those are just the names that no. come in my head. <laughs> now it's not the time for that. Yeah. Um, I think King is a good guy to bring on. Keep him around for a couple more years and see, and see what happens. He's uh, Ricky Renteria. Absolutely. For whichever team you want. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hockey renter. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 the placeholder. I, I think you know for for a team that's going to be rebuilding, for a team that's going to be young. You know, you get a you get a guy who's in there who's had some experience. You know, a number of years coaching in the minors. Now he's had some time 
uh, in the NHL with, with the Blackhawks. He's, you know, he had a long NHL career as well. You know, someone that's respected, someone that's a player's coach, I think that that's probably the, the kind of guy you need for this period of, of time. And, and, yeah, you know, he's, he's not the guy to, to lead the team to championships. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Well, I mean, even when you look at Blackhawks history, you know, had Joel Quenville been the coach when Keith and Seabrook and those guys were rookies and starting to make their bones in the league, like, you know, that's the that's the hired gun. That's the guy you bring in to put it over the finish mm-hmm. line. So Savard and Trent Yanni were good for those guys coming up. Right. And I think, yeah, maybe two months ago, I wouldn't have stumped for Derek King, but I think it's just an easy move to make. He's a likable guy. You mentioned putting guys in the right position to win, even though you don't have guys that really help you win right now. He's there's nothing I've seen Derek King done do where I'm like, ooh, that that was right. Whereas we saw it three, four times a night with Colleton. With Derek King, it's just been consistently. He's been just it. a normal coach. Yeah. <laughs> he he, he <laughs> you know? keeps things simple. Yeah. yeah, and when you're dealing with young players, you gotta keep it simple. I think he's a really. I think he's the perfect coach for what's coming. Yeah. And then three, four years from now, you revisit it and see where you're at, and maybe he progresses as a coach as well as all these young players progress. Let them do it together and see where we're at. And you also, you know, give a little bit of time to see how other coaches pan out. Like you might, you might see a coach in three years that's available. That's like, oh, this guy's, you know, had a lot of success, and for whatever reason, fell out with X Y Z team, whatever. And might be like, okay, now let's go after this guy, uh, you know, who, like a Quenville, you know, he comes in and is like, oh, this is this is the coach to put into this team now yep, that we're ready. ready to go now. And then players also, when that happens, be it Joe Madden or whoever, right, or Q at the time, that fires the players up now. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, this organization is recognizing that we have something special and that we need more from a coach. And look, when Dennis Farr was fired – Nobody was happy, right? right? Everybody loves Dennis Savard. He's like the greatest guy in the world. Patrick Kane was in tears, but I think all those guys knew this signals something different. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is seeing what we feel about ourselves. And for them to bring in Quenville at that point, that's a huge motivator. Mm-hmm. And that guy, that's instant credibility. The guys believe before he even walks into the room. That's huge. But you don't need that kind of a coach right now. When it comes time to compete, then you evaluate, and look, maybe Derek King grows into that. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm in no rush to eliminate him from contention or consideration. Um, I think it makes all the sense in the world to keep him around. Now, maybe there's someone that Kyle Davidson has in his mind who is like, this is the perfect developer of young players, and we don't know who that is yet. And I'm open-minded to that too. But mm-hmm. I said, like I said, if it was a couple months ago, I probably would have dismissed the Derek King thing. But now that we know – from the GM's mouth, this is a rebuild. Let him do it. Yeah. Give him his chance. Why not? Yeah. It's not gonna it's not gonna make anything worse. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Follow up. What do we got here? What about the Lawrence, you're killing me here? <laughs> uh I think if you bring him back next year and you give him you know a two, three year contract, obviously I think you, you let him bring in some assistance yeah. that he wants. He's kind of been like all right, you're taking over for Colleton, and these are your guys. You know, mirror image to what happened when he got the, you know, the gig in Rockford, taking over for Colleton yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think you definitely give him the, the but you know, it could be a, a, a something he works in conjunction with Davidson. You know, you want to focus on bringing in guys. Do you need a Mark Crawford right now for young players? Probably not. Yeah. You know, um, you as know. much as he seems changed from what he was in Colorado and the, and the red ass that he's been in right. the past. He seems like a genuinely different kind of yeah. a guy. Um, but you're right. Like Mark Crawford probably also doesn't want to sit around for rebuild as, as an assistant right. coach either. He, he was brought in to be like the former head coach to help Colleton along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, I, I, I definitely do think that King, if he's back, gets an extension and gets to be, no longer interim head coach, just head coach. Absolutely, he should have the opportunity to pick his own staff, or at least work with with Davidson to get the right staff for this situation. Because I, yeah, and and I don't see you know Crawford wanting to stick around for a rebuild, and I don't also see Rob Cookson being any yeah. any reason to stick around either. You know, right. he's, he was buddies with with Crawford. If he's not there, what's the purpose of him being yeah. there either? I mean, if Crawford wants to stick around, I'm not forcing him out the door by right. any means. 
That's but up to him, yeah. I It would surprise me if he has that desire to stick around and just oversee it, rebuild. Right. The reason he's assisting is to eventually get another head coaching job. Whether or not that comes remains to be seen, but the fact that they just didn't give it to him when they fired Colleton, that's that. It's, it's a little that, bit of an indication. That got my attention a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. Well, uh, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we are brought to you by PointsBet. I wanted to let you guys know the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting, and they are most excited for PointsBet's new exclusive feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And also, starting tomorrow, online signup is available in Illinois. You can now download the PointsBet app today. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever. You can start living your bet life in seconds. Remember, use the promo code CHGO, and you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That was flawless. Thank you. All right, that's your department. Thank you. <laughs> Great, Mario, <laughs> Mario, aka Reed Guy. Great. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have, uh, have a thing here with, with the podcast now. That's right. Yeah. You, you'll get all the endorsements down the road. It's all good. You'll, you'll hey, have, hey, it's perfect time for that. You know, two Blackhawk games this weekend. Lots of chances to yeah. throw some money. Get, can get can some, the Hawks get actually win in. in Philadelphia? You know, that, that. What's the odds on that? Hey, I mean, they, they got a win last night over the, the Oilers. I mean, it was kind of one of those weird games that you you know you're playing a, a team with two of the best players in the league on it and you're playing on you know the night you're honoring Nicholas Jalmerson Duncan Keats back in the building it was one of those games that was just like you know in a season where wins and losses you're at a point where they don't matter yeah. that's a game last night that you're like I'm I'm checking this out I'm getting into it and and the action on the ice it, it it lived up to the to the billing of the atmosphere in the crowd. The atmosphere was great. The crowd was really into it, mm-hmm. and I think you know having two franchise legends return on the same night is uh, part of it. But you're right; like that was one of those games in a in a season of not so great games that was entertaining start to finish. McDavid and Drysaddle every shift seemingly have a oh my god moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dry settle goal was insane, and there were just so many moments for McDavid setting up passes, and that guy is unbelievable. <laughs> I remember the the series um, two years ago, the COVID playoffs. Every time McDavid was on the ice, it was just terror. Yeah, like what's he gonna do? He's gonna score three goals in one shot somehow. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just, There's one guy to do it. He'd be able yeah. To figure it, it out. It's just unbelievable. If only he had a personality of any kind. Yeah, of right. just a little something. Just show, show a little bit. Just a little bit. Didn't he get the big, the big endorsement deal? Yeah, with, he's uh, got an he's got a new endorsement deal now. So that's first that's first active player to get a uh, gambling endorsement. Connor McDavid. Yeah, I uh, mean, you guys should uh, bet on games and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm. He's mo- he's getting me to throw <laughs> on my money. At the other yeah, right. <laughs> well, and it's funny. I you know I I said to Greg when we saw that news, I was like, if there's any player that you could tell if they were trying to, you know, tank results, it would be him. Because if he's if he's not going full bore and, and you know, putting up a, more than a point per game, you're going to have some Yeah, he's some got money on the other team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere Pete Rose is yelling at a TV and no one's responding to him. Hey, yeah. what about me? This it's is what a, I did. It's been that way for years, though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting, but, interesting move by the league, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, see, I mean, seeing McDavid, uh, you know, Doing doing his his thing, seeing Drysaddle and and but seeing the Blackhawks come out pull out a a win in overtime, it probably shouldn't have got to overtime, but it did. Yeah, welcome to the Blackhawks. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 that game, that kind of game with the excitement where it's just like, all right, like, get you know every every once in a while when you're when you have a team that's that's playing like this, that's about to go into full full blown rebuild mode, 
the fans need a bone every once in a while. And, yeah. that, and that's the kind of game that, that, that you get. And last night, you know, one of the goal scorers was Dominic Kubelik. He got a bone throw to, thrown to him from Miko Koskinen. So you like, hey, more, more like a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's that's what you need hey, a little I was a happy little to see it because I've been taking a beating all season long because I was the dope that picked Dominic Kubelik to lead the team in goals at the end of the season. So, well, good thing their points bet app wasn't available. For <laughs> <that> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. A, you know, at the time, though, it wasn't that. No. See, this is the thing is, is before the season, we're all sort of talking about like, well, if this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens mm-hmm. and maybe, and then they started what oh nine and three or whatever one nine and two one nine and, and two that, that, yeah that and that, that was dashed that, quickly that number sequence is going to be burned in my brain one nine and two yeah um yeah so but anyway seeing Keith back was real cool mm-hmm. and Jalmerson just looking like a like a like a European spy man yeah. just short with the, the he looked like a bond villain yeah he really did I and he was coming out to do a DJ set yeah but, <laughs> but then his his speech was funny and self-deprecating and he was shouting out current hawks and making fun of old hawks and yeah it, it's funny you just think back to those teams and I don't know if we recognized in real time how Freaking stacked! Oh yeah, those. Co- oh my God, Nicholas Johnson. I'm trying to remember which of the stat dudes on Twitter was like, might have been Jay Fresh, saying that Nicholas Johnson is the best defensive defenseman of his era, mm-hmm. and he was three on the Hawks. Yeah, well, unbelievable. I, yeah, and and it's you know it's it's guys that play that style that you know block every shot possible. Yep. That you know you know shot suppression and. And being able to, you know, defend the rush and, and all these things and, and, you know, puck transition, like those, all those, you know, fancy buzzwords. But those are the things that he did so well mm-hmm. that don't always show up on the score sheet. And those are the kinds of players that you, you know, like Chicago fans love Nicholas Stromus. And you saw it last night coming back, just the absolute just love that, that he had in this city, ha- still has in this city. You saw it when he was traded. Yeah, you know, it was just it was just the he was one of those players that doesn't doesn't get all the glory, but like definitely deserved to be on on that platform. And you can tell how beloved he is that there are people that are still outraged that Seth Jones is wearing his number four. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there's a people that are like how dare he? Like, well, it's not retired. I mean, technically, you know, Jarmelson stole that number from um, Blackhawks legend Bobby Orr. So that's know. true. Yeah. And my my favorite, well, my second favorite, number four, Keith Kearney. Keith Kearney, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> the yeah. Keith Kearney guy. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's you know that was that was awesome to see him last night, and yeah. and and too, like it was also Jonathan Taves returning from concussion protocol. They had they had the moment before the game with with the three of them dropping the dropping the ceremonial puck. Like that was that was fun, fun to see. So and of course you got your two big competitors, Keith and Taves. <laughs> Can't just be a ceremonial no, puck drop. No, it's got to be a real, real. Pu- it's <laughs> got to be a real puck it. drop. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I was watching that and going, "Don't hit him in the head! Don't hit him <laughs> in the head!" <laughs> they should have Doc take it, and then Keith wins easily. And oh, that was right back. <laughs> that was a, I'm sorry, that was a <laughs> been that was <laughs> unnecessary. That was a cheap. <laughs> that was an easy that one. Been too <laughs> that, was a, that was a softball right down the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, he's not Brendan Hagel. You can, you can, you can diss him. But again. Love Brandon. We love Brandon Hagel. Full disclosure. This is gonna. Our podcast should be called the <laughs> CHGO Blackhawks Podcast, aka Brandon Hagel Fan. Listen, Club. we love Brandon Hagel. Yes, yes. listen. <laughs> um, some other things, you know, we saw the the, the transition of of last night uh, of the Blackhawks kind of turning over with Duncan Keith coming back in an Oilers uniform, which is still a little bit weird to see. Um, one thing that I think uh, is is something that is been on the minds of a lot of fans throughout this season has been the Blackhawks broadcast. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we've seen some reports that, you know, the broadcast is obviously we know it's changing with Pat Foley uh, leaving the, the TV booth. Um, there's been some reports that John Weideman's going to be changing his role. Um, and it looks like some, some of the new talent that they've been auditioning is kind of coming to the forefront as, you know, where their new roles might be. Um, so I, I guess, you know, what do you guys, what have you thought about this, this audition, this rotation of, of TV and radio broadcast this year? Cause you I, know, cause I, I, like we, like we talked about it earlier, this should have been done yeah. in November. Like we sh- this should not have been an all, all season thing. 
I think we're all going to have to realize that there's no more pet foley's. They just don't make them like that no, anymore, you know. All. And whoever they bring in is not going to be able to hold a candle to that guy. No. And it's tough, and it sucks, and it makes me think of when Connor Murphy got here for Nicholas Chalmerson. Immediate, nope, this guy is not Nicholas Chalmerson. Right. And when Alexei Jamnov got here for Jeremy Roenick, I don't care how good he you is. Could, you could even even compare it to Colleton replacing Quinville. Anytime you replace a legend, yes. you're you're put in a position to fail. Yeah. yeah. So please, I will just say to Hawks fans. Be open-minded. Give these whoever gets a job a chance. All I want to see, though, is this is the booth. Mm -hmm. It's this guy and this guy on TV, and it's this guy and not even guy. This person, this person on TV, this person, this person on radio, and just have it. The constant roller coaster, the constant who's going to be calling the game tonight, it's really hard for fans. And you do this evaluation process. I've seen every game this year. I feel like I don't know any of them. There have been too many. There have not been they've not been consistently together enough. So it's Colby Cohen and it's Kaylee Chelios and it's all these people mixed and matched. You don't get to hear two people together for a long enough time to really draw any evaluation because mm-hmm. chemistry matters. Oh yeah, I mean, fully full, uh, Pat Foley and, and Eddie Olchek have probably some of the best chemistry of any you know local broadcast in the league. Right, and that took years to develop. You can't figure that out in a handful of games together. Yeah, these broadcasts have been difficult to watch because you don't know who these people are. There is no chemistry. And they don't know the team they're broadcasting. They're not around. They're coming every couple of weeks. They're getting told what's happening. They got to catch up. Right. And and that's not their fault. They've been in a bad spot. They're doing the best they can. But it's just, it's made it difficult to watch some of these games because you just don't have that. Why this guy doesn't know what he's talking about? He just flew in this morning. What does he know about this team? Well, and, and Scott Powers' piece about Foley from last week, Foley even says it's hard for me to be in and out because I gotta. It's different when you're in the course of an 82 game season. You're keeping up on everybody. He's got to catch up again after taking mm-hmm. a break. That's a lot of work. That's difficult. So whoever it is, I want them to remain in their spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I just want to say out loud. I think Kaylee Chelios has been excellent. And I think they need to find a role for her on the broadcast permanently. Because I, I think I like her better calling the game than analyzing it in intermission. She does a great job during intermissions too, but I just think she sounds better while breaking down the game in real time. So that she gets my vote. I mm-hmm. think she's been really, really good. She's got to probably work on her like uh, emphasis and stuff like that, but that comes. You got to get flight miles, right? You know, behind the mic, and I think that her analysis has been as good as anybody. So I'm rooting for her. I, I would love to see her get a job, and it'd be a great move for the Hawks, a statement move to hire a woman and put her in that position. Uh, and she absolutely has earned it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, well, let's just hire a less qualified person because she's a woman. No, she's been as good as any of the analysts we've heard all year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's got my vote. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think what's what's really interesting is that it seemed so easy to just say, okay, well, Pat Foley is, is, is leaving, John Weideman put him from the radio booth to the TV booth, and now it seems like he's even getting edged out of the radio booth. That to me is so bizarre. It's, so it's like, you know, I, I definitely feel like there's a lot of good things going on with the team, but it seems like their broadcast is going to be one of the things that is, is kind of lagging behind in, like, getting the fans excited and keeping them engaged because you're bringing in, like you said, like people who don't necessarily have a, a place with the team yet. Yeah, and if you've got bringing in all these new young players, you're rebuilding. So, I mean, one thing that you could hang your hat on is, okay, it's the Blackhawks. I don't necessarily know these guys, but it's Pat Foley. It's John Weideman. Like, I'll feel comfortable. Now you got new announcers telling you about all these new players you never heard of. It could be a little dicey there for a while. The Weideman thing I don't get. I don't get and it at all. I, I love lo- John. I do, too. He's one of the best he, in the business. He's a friend, and I think he's perfect for radio. Perfect for radio. And if the Hawks don't recognize that, that guy should be behind the mic every chance he gets on radio. And, look, if they hire him to do a TV thing, I'm going to be thrilled for him. Right. Selfishly, I want him on radio because I just think he's so damn good at it. But if they're, like jerking him around and doing a part-time thing with John Weideman, maybe it's being a little bit overthought right now. Like, just have your broadcast teams. You're going to have people who are willing to do the social media stuff, the podcast stuff you want to do. Foley, no. Olchek, no. 
anybody else you hire from this pool is going to be game mm-hmm. to do that stuff. So find your teams. Of course, you're going to have fill-ins now and again, but you need to have 90% of your games on TV and radio should be the same two people consistently in each broadcast. Yeah. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I, I, I would agree you need to have that consistency and, that's going to make make everything easier from you know people listening on the radio, watching on TV, and make it easier to buy into because you have that like familiar feeling with the team through the broadcast. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have plenty of time to kind of hash that out as as they figure that out. And um, yeah, I think the, the the new era of the Blackhawks is going to be pretty exciting. Um, new era of CHGO Sports is pretty exciting. Uh, you know this this will be a a, a, a Really good venture. I'm 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 excited to uh, to get going with you guys and 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 really uh, bring this team into the the next generation. Yep, Absolutely. looking forward to it. So that'll do it for the uh, CHGO Blackhawks podcast. That has been Jay Zawoski. Enjoy Florida. I will. That'll be. Uh, <laughs> this has been Greg Boyson. I'm Mario Terabasi. Uh, we'll see you all next time.